Hello and welcome to the Court Games LCG Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Trevor Cuba, a.k.a. Kikita Onyaru, and here I am joined with my ever-vigilant co-host. I thought it was the glorious co-host now. Did Tyler said I was the glorious co-host? I mean, Tyler says a lot of things, like <laughs> Scorpion being fixed. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm the glorious co-host. Uh, I'm just going to use that from now on. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Agus, a.k.a. the Haughty Magistrate. And uh, let's see, we are here doing another episode. Um, not much is going on. We are still here in the plague meta. <laughs> the plague uh, meta. Not much. It is. There's not much going on. Well, that's that. There's there's either very little going on or a lot going on, depending on how we choose to use this time constructively. We're gonna go into that a little bit. Yep. All right. So upcoming event dates. As of right now, everything is still canceled. Or I should like instead of putting it out last week, I should say they are postponed until further notice. Yeah. We will get this tournament cycle up and running again eventually. Well, the uh, UK. We is gonna be in August. That's uh, that's confirmed. <laughs> well, it's confirmed, but everything like even things that are confirmed right now are still subject to change. As of this recording, yeah. uh, Gen Con has not officially been canceled yet. We expect it will be. Uh, Origins has not been canceled yet. We expect it will be. Uh, not based only on like looking at how the world is operating right now. Uh, that's just you know pretty assumptuous i've got a situation so as i've mentioned before i work at a anime convention yomakon mm-hmm. here in the uh detroit metro area which is also getting hit with the coronavirus pretty heavily um that's all the way in fall that's like uh the first week of november last week of october um we should be out of the woods by that but we don't know what the next few months <laughs> couple years is going to be so uh can't really guarantee anything right now so as we're like all my event is still on the schedule until it's not going to be anymore so all right well um i mean i'm looking at my one of my favorite cons and i know nobody else loved this con because we had a cote there and only like 20 people showed up uh anime expo was still going on and that's supposed to be in july it's supposed to start oh, today. Super kids. <laughs> I, I mean, I really hope not because it's like my fate. It's like the only anime convention I have in. Well, it's not the only anime convention. I live in Southern California. What am I talking about? Mm. Every day is an anime convention if I go to Little Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't you have that whole like uh, little Japanese village that's basically all anime all the time out there? Little Tokyo, I've yeah, basically. <laughs> I've heard of that place. I mean, it's 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 basically oh, you go there for anime, you go there for anime stuff, you add, you go there for the food. That's all you go there for. But it's really good food, so it's worth it. When when I um I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but uh so when I was in the navy, I spent uh, I was stationed in Japan the entire time, and I've got a lot of these weird cravings and habits that picked up from just living on mm-hmm. mainland Japan for so long. Like I've obvious things like i'll have an insatiable hunger for curry i will devour curry and will seek it out all the time uh but also get like other weird things like i'll go to the one world market here in novi and i'll get like the dried fish heads (laughs) like i just want some uh, a little baggy dried fish right now you you know what um as somebody who devours those uh yeah no i'm not gonna judge you for that that's probably the one sensible thing you said (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, given where you're from, it's not weird to you. No, I think it really isn't. Like I told you, Trevor, it's like one of these days I will just go ahead and go to like if you send me, give me your address, I'll go to Daiso, which is like the Japanese dollar store, and I'll pack a whole bunch of stuff and I'll send it to you so you could act like you won one of a sea bass's uh, give voice. <laughs> Do they have good curry there? Oh, oh my god, no! Curry. It's like uh, you, you know those uh, those block curries that you just snap apart. Yeah, I've been. I, I've, hmm. That's the other thing I've been doing this lockdown. Like I've been cooking a lot. Like you have no idea how much I've been cooking since <laughs> like the lockdown happened. Uh. I love curry. Unfortunately, I live with my family, and you know, curry tastes great. Uh, it does not smell good in the house like an hour after you cook it, though. <laughs> So I tend I tend to wait until people are like not around before I make curry. Uh, not an option at this current juncture in my life right now. Cook outside? I don't know. 
can I? Okay, now can I grill curry? You, I mean, you, you okay. technically can. <laughs> I mean, you just got to put the pot re- on top of the grill, right? This requires the, the weather is getting warmer. This requires science. Curry science. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will figure this out. <laughs> modern oh. problems come for modern solutions. <laughs> yes. And in case you're ever wondering, list, dear listeners, of what about what we ramble on, this is what we ramble about. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so, the only I guess the only other thing that's coming up right now is the L5R World Cup, which is being organized by Anil, and uh, hmm. we really don't have a we don't have a, qu- a clear start date on that, do we? Or is there? I, and I believe just... they said it was going to be near the end of April. They're going to kick it off. Yeah. I believe. I mean, we are here. We are super prepared to talk about this topic, but <laughs> right, them as the breaks. <laughs> I, uh, I I believe that they said that they're going to start in April, and also the Discord L five R League has started back up, and it just kicked yep. off uh, about a week or two ago. Oh, so if you and uh, just um, again, uh, not one hundred percent sure if anyone saw this, but uh, because I didn't see it, and I've been checking the uh, FFG site all day. Uh, there's a new fiction out, How the World Ought to Work, and it looks like it's an Ishikawa fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know uh, our sister park, uh, podcast, the Alpha of our uh, RPG podcast, they've, they've got them in a tizzy. They had mm-hmm. some uh, delays in, in their normal recording schedule, which should be today, and right when they were getting ready to actually hit the record button after a series of delays, oh, look, a fiction has got released. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Never going to get anything done on time. Well, I mean, are are people really expecting to get things done on time? (laughs) I mean, the world's going to to crap. No no one knows what happened. You know, all we can do is sit back and play L5R. Uh, Which, fortunately, thanks to, you know, the good folks over at Jagoku, um, there's a lot of games going on right now. Uh, so there, I guess our episode today, we just jump right into yeah. it. It's going to be like what the state of the meta is and what are people doing online and how you can play and stuff. Yeah. Uh, because everyone's kind of locked in. Jagoku is very populated right now. The devs have done a really good job of filling it with the most recent packs up to like pack. Two. Actually, it's up to pack two. So it's actually ahead of where any real world release is right, right now. They um just a warning though they do they haven't really updated as of well as of I my this recording they haven't updated the restricted list yet so city of the mm. open hand still works with the errata as I found mm. out so I've had to manually like you know I steal an honor have to manually increase my honor so yeah yeah but most people when you announce <laughs> it on the thing they will they're more than willing to play the cards as they are ratted to even if but even if it requires a manually tweaking with jagoku but yeah. uh not too bad um but yeah so what do we do here this is essentially a what's the term dead meta stale meta it's the kind of thing that you you usually see over the holidays after worlds where all the big events are over with we're kind of like in a lull period waiting for the new products to come out, new tournament cycle to start well we're getting a second batch of that right now so what does yeah. one do during this time oh uh- you call it a dead meta. I call it a crazy effed up bonkers meta. Well, that is kind of true because that's also the solution of what do you do with this weird time? The time that what you do with this all the time you have is experiment with weird stuff. Oh, that's the, that's the best time you, to get. Oh weird my god! Like I've, I've been playing on Jigoku for uh, a little bit here, and uh, let me just say that there are certain things that we're, I'm seeing that I'm like what the hell and oh my god that worked <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of deal um, yeah so let's just go down the list and start in alphabetical order uh, crab crab you I know you I, what have what has Max Williams been playing what has Max Williams been doing to you your poor to poor um, Kwanan that I can well, revel see, in I- I cannot answer that because we are in this uh, current, uh, you know, situation that we're in. So I actually haven't 
got up face to face and played with Max. Oh, um, in over a month now. Wow. Uh, which is and and if you guys people won't know this, but Max actually doesn't play Anjai Goku almost ever. I think he might have gotten a few games in recently because he's got no other options to. But um, yeah, we want to talk about that guy who what's creepy about him. Some people have to practice in this game a lot. He does everything he does like with doing like a couple of games once a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all the practice he really does. Uh, but I haven't played with Max. I have played with a few crabs online, mostly just doing random stuff on Jigoku. They seem to have stepped away from Krabbits a little bit, um, going a little bit more towards a mini tower theme seems to be on the back of uh Hida Yakamo. Yeah. I'm, because he is a duelist and he cannot bow if he doesn't want to really. Mm-hmm. I've also seen um I've also seen this crazy uh like almost like 15 holding deck. Okay, well that's uh, I don't know how crazy it is. I mean the uh cute and Hida is supposed to be a tower like building the wall in the yeah. wall theme. So <laughs> I know uh, many of the crabs were very disappointed when they saw a season of war. Like, oh, look, a card that just like instantly just wipes all of our holdings off the board. <laughs> yep. And yeah, uh, like I'm looking at this one deck with uh, 15 holding. It runs most of the wall pieces. It's also running Kaiyoshi Hobu. Mm. And uh, it's also running uh, Tadaka. <laughs> yep. I've seen a version of that before. Yeah. So uh, it's it, like I said, it's it's. It, it's interesting that they are not going away from Kravitz. Um, I think Kravitz is still a decently powerful deck because it's uh, you have the tools to keep running Kravitz right now. Uh, the RL yeah. didn't really hit uh, Crab all that hard, right? Well, the RL did modify those who serve, which is a key component it did, of it. Yeah. So they're not getting like crazy value out of their bodies anymore, but it's still making things overall cheaper. Uh, this is one of those things that's kind of hard to test when we're mostly testing out on Jagoku right now, because as we just said, the changes aren't implemented. Yeah. So I don't know the full effect that the change to those who serve is really going to have right now. Uh, that said, um, while I have seen a few Kravitz like things running around, uh, I do think the quote-unquote standard thing that most crab players are leaning towards is some sort of hybrid between uh, mostly Kravitz, but also we have some spikes with uh, Hida Yakamo and Hida yeah. Kasada. So father and son with big baseball bats. Pretty much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. So next we got your clan. My clan. The Crane. What are they doing? And uh, yeah, what are they doing? Nothing great. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's actually you know this, it's this, uh i really enjoy this right now because my clan is widely considered to be the worst of all the clans right now and probably is but that being said we're this is like a meta where people are at the absolute bottom and have no chance right crane are perfectly fine they just have an uphill battle versus almost everybody but we definitely have the tools to do so. So even the worst clan has a fighting chance right now. Uh-huh. Uh, Crane, mo- or we're still doing our dueling thing because uh, it's the one that we can get the most value out of. Uh, we've realized a couple months ago that with the number of duelists that we have, especially with a new one, uh, the Cunning Negotiator, we have now have enough generic duels that don't really cost anything like if you, if i lose a duel it's not going to be hugely detrimental with some of these things like dazzling duels and cutting negotiator sometimes i could just duel whenever i want to and just slam one and it's all value from there um duels like this that i just having a pre- uh crap or a ridiculous amount of duels for lets me play proving grounds at a 3x and i can mm-hmm. just draw in cards like crazy <laughs> yeah if i don't run into a tower which that happens in the deck just shuts down <laughs> Well, most people run into a tower and the deck shuts down. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. how. I think uh, different clans have different solutions for it. And I will say that now that Spyglass is gone, towers in general have taken a massive yeah. decline. Uh, they're still there. Now, what, you, what we see with towers in general, and this accounts for uh, lion towers, unicorn towers, crab towers... Um, they're still there. You'll still see like a yeah. someone will buy a character with like three or four fate, put a bunch of attachments on there, and that's a huge threat that's around and stuff. But it's not a I've got spyglass. I'm drawing like 
six cards around, um, just have like answers to everything, and also he's a huge body and stuff. They're they're manageable. You can do something with them mm-hmm. right now. And I don't think I've seen anyone who have the what we've been seeing for the last two months working on a we're just a tower. I'm, I'm just going to buy my character, load him up, and just keep attacking and defending with him every single opportunity. That's not happening right now. Uh, even we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like line right now seem to be a hybrid of honor and tower. Oh yeah, because in the last few months we've realized that they can actually run a very competitive honor deck. Uh, but you know the honor deck kind of runs into walls where you have a scorpion or someone against like some strong honor meta, and they kind of can't quite run to the head. So we just take this tower, these tower tools, which don't really interfere with that strategy at all, and. Hey, I'm either going to beat you with this mid-sized tower or like not mid-sized, but like slightly less big than they were towers, mm-hmm. or I'm going to honor out on you. What's going to happen first? That's up right. to you. No, it's, uh, yeah. So going back to that, if Scorp- uh, Scorpion does is having a hard time with, I'm playing, I'm playing a lot of Scorpion, but, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to that. But, um, the fact that they, um, most of the time it's just like, it, it's been a race. Like, can you break my provinces before I dishonor you out? Now mm-hmm. that is no longer the case. Now I actually got to defend provinces, and because they're honor, they're gaining honor about at about the same rate as I'm draining honor. So mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll get to my thoughts on Scorpion when we get to them. But uh, yeah. so any anything else on, on the crane that you're seeing? Uh, that... So uh, we've been experimenting with a few things. And like, you know, when you're in this environment and also when you're at the bottom of the barrel, now's the time to experiment with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We look at a few options. Uh, we're, we, have, we have some optimism for cards down the road. Uh, I spent a lot of time playing around with crane honor. Uh, seeing as there's honor decks floating around and it's not crane, it really it really boils my blood. <laughs> like, oh my god, why is there non-crane honor decks running around? We have the tools, but they're not consistent. Um, hoping uh, uh, the Sevenfolds Palace when it comes out later this year will give us what we need to kind of push us over the edge there. Um, but you know, we're just mid-tier dueling, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's not the best tier one strategy. It's still nothing to sleep on. Like, I will still duel your face off uh, if you can't do anything else. And we have doing something. So a, a card that's been kind of a pet card in my decks for a while is seeing more and more prevalence because Scorpion is still dishonoring people. Phoenix, as we're about to talk to you about in a little bit, is starting to dishonor people. Uh, we have some honor decks floating right now. Honor slash dishonor is becoming a thing. So we're looking at Ayajutsu Master. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, whenever I do a duel, I can like essentially steal an honor from somebody, but do a one honor swing. Uh, that's seeing some use to kind of keep some of those games afloat. The, it's still not very consistent and kind of dead in those matchups that are not honor, but if honor and dishonor is floating up, it was prevalent enough, it might be worth considered to be a 2x card and a lot of stuff. Right. Okay. So next up, we have Dragon. Dagron. Yeah. Uh, this is weird because in the London Legion tournament, drag in the in the European side, Dragon won. Mm. Yeah, uh, and Dragon was also in. There was two dragons in the top four. Uh, mm. So not exactly sure. I haven't really seen. The thing is, I haven't seen Dragon a lot of Dragon being played on Chikoku in the last couple of days. Yeah, this, they've even at their heyday, they've never been really a popular clan. No, but so I'm kind of like I'm. I don't know what they're running, but of. Apparently, it's good enough to win uh, a tournament. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a couple different dragon decks running around, and since those guys just got their pack, there's still a lot of experimentation going on right now. But uh, the most consistent thing seems to be something, something, something Mitsu with Void Fist. Oh, wait a moment. Hold the- on. Uh, here it is. I just pulled up the, the, uh, the winning list from. Um, the London Legion tournament. Okay. Does it have Mitsu and Sp- and Void Fist? I, um, I just sent you the link. Oh, well, look, let me. Uh, what's running Cycle of Rebirth? <laughs> uh, it does Mitsu, it does Void Fist, I mean, and Policy Debate. One Void Fist. That's kind of weird. But... Yeah, one Void Fist. I mean, I guess uh, one formal invitation. It's a crane splash, duelist training, and a new name. 
Yep. Uh, I mean, it looks like this deck is doing some things that have to sit down, sit here and look at it a little bit more to kind of get a feel of what's going on. This winner has a big strategy right next to it about what it's trying to do. But, uh, you know, Dragon's got some places to go. Yeah. I will say that um, uh, even though I look at this list, I think they might have cut Mitsu, it says, and it's down to one Void Fist. But I don't know if they've updated this since the update. I highly doubt it. Could have. Um, but that being said, uh, most things I'm seeing that are doing some things still have some sort of combination of uh, Mitsu, then Void Fist. And then everything nestles around it is they're a little bit flexible now that they got their big their big guns. So I'm interested to see your their splash options seem to be dependent on the personal tastes of the individual deck. Oh, maker. Lord. Like, are some people running Miramoto's Fury as a strong card, but then you have a bunch of imminent provinces, uh, uh, provinces so maybe not so much. Um, policy debate is really good because they can get their body to really, really big, and policy debate is just good if you can just continuously get it off. Yeah. Uh, they're also they're, tools. they're running Tadakatsu. Mm. Well, uh, this one is, but... I hate that card. Like, you do not understand how much I hate that card. <laughs> Like, I've seen a bunch of, uh, or not too many, because like I said, we just said they're not very popular online. Yeah. So I haven't run into too many dragons, and I don't know anyone who personally, who is like a huge, like, even on a local community, I've got like doubles, even triples of some of the clans, but no one really seems to be a dragon aficionado. So I don't really know the dragon matches up that well. Um, but I do know everything that I have seen is they're, they're exploring with some things, but you know, the th I've said it two times already. I'll say it again. Uh, Mitsu plus Void Fist seems to be like the staple of <laughs> what they have going on right now. Uh, also, just generally, like you know, because of their their what the the attachment tools Dragon has a you know big body, big weapons, general strategy seems to be their bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. All right, uh, so next up we have Lion. Now, we've talked about this some already when we talked about Crane. But um, yeah, yeah. a lot of Lion is, like, they are straddling that line between hybrid uh, tower and uh, uh, hybrid tower and honor, which I think is very, very effective for them. Like, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of matchups, now they don't now, the fact that they don't have to rely on Spyglass, they can go ahead and bid five. They can't, well, rather the fact that they have they can't they they don't have to they can't rely on spyglass rather yeah i've actually seen a lot of uh bid one lines out there just mm -hmm. because their their honor game is so fast bidding one first turn actually and they most of their honor gains come from dynasty side yeah. so they can actually get a lot of value out of that um I, I imagine it's a little less now that there's uh no spyglass in the environment i don't even think that there's spyglass was that big of a part of it before but um well, the thing was, Spyglass was pulling all your all the cards that they needed for, like the fan, tactical ingenuity, and service to my lord. They were just it was just pulling all those cards out. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I'm talking about like if you're just like in a average mid tier game, you kind of like you've the thing about line is you can tell what they're doing mm -hmm. if you look at their opening flop very quickly. So if you see. Um, like that Shugenja that allows you to double tap the ring. If you see that one character that like gains honor as soon as they're playing, you're like, okay, this person's probably an honor runner. I'm going to either bid three or maybe I'll even bid one if my board setup is pretty good, just to deny them that huge honor boost right up front. Right. So honor like, and they still have a like a lot of tools to like. Hey, I don't care if you bid one with me. I'm going to get there on my own, but you can mitigate it. If you uh, if you could just read their table, uh, reading the board, um, it's gotten more true every like major update, major cycle of yeah. this game and stuff. But like sitting down when you sit down with your opponent, look at their stronghold, look at their um, look at their role, look at their flop. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to read their game before the game starts getting uh, like actually rolling on the table. Yeah, more so I, for like. A lot of us have been fairly lazy the last couple of years. You can just kind of like, oh, this is a this clan. I've basically know either they're running the thing I know they're going to run or they're running a bunch of crap that's not going to make the cut, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now now you got to like start like guessing what flavor of, of game plan they're on right now. Yeah, and that's going to be very true when we talk about our next clan because they got three separate decks. Um, I mean, Phoenix. 
Phoenix. Yeah. They got Do they have three separate decks? There, there are three separate decks right now for Phoenix. I've only seen Everybody one. knows okay. the standard uh, bird deck, right? The Echo Bird deck. That's sure. that that really for the most part that hasn't changed all that much. They are still they are uh, the only thing, the, the big difference is the province row. It's uh, uh it's a Cory Cory Mori, what is it? Cory Mori uh and um, and under the box is retired to the Brotherhood. Mm. So that's the only big change out of um, out of the out of that deck. Uh, there are two other additional decks that's running out of uh, that's coming that's running out of uh, IMS. The, that's the Glory Box. Yeah. The first one is the Courtier deck. It's the it's basically it's basically pass it's pass dot deck. You yeah. don't even attack. You pass. Mm. You bid one. You pass and you draw and you let the um the uh that one one of the uh courtiers that basically when you pass you draw a card that one oh yeah that one <laughs> i'm trying to remember the name it's something uh I, I, yeah uh, like I, mediator it, it's 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 so, hold on you know what let me pull up my deck <laughs> why can't i remember why can't i remember card names damn it it is the mediator of hostilities yes that's the one Mediator of hostilities. Cost, one military, two pl- uh, political, one glory. Courtier reaction after a player passes on declaring a conflict, draw one card. Limit twice per round. Yes. So it, the important thing about this was it, that it just says player doesn't say opposing player. So the Phoenix player can pass their own attack and trigger this thing. If they have more than one out, um, it gains. Uh, like you just trigger it two or three times. Yeah. And after you, you buy one of these characters, you put two or three fade on it. You just let it build up cards after a while. And then it just uses the presumed um, honor swing. It, it, like it probably took four honor from you in the first round. And then it's going to sit back and gain a bunch of cards. And then it's going to throw all these cards at you at the end of the game. It's going to knock you out. Usually with a backhanded compliment at the end. Right. Um, there's also another one. Uh, there's another key uh, card to this aspect that um it's meddling mediator meddling mediator it's a card from way back in core uh i actually loved her but uh she just saw out of play because you know phoenix Rugenjo was a big thing uh yep. out of kunasawa uh but she said it, she's a two cost zero two zero three with one glory courtier if an opponent has declared two or more conflict against you this phase select one take one fate or one honor from that opponent so your opponent, the fact that you've drained your opponent with four honor, all right, right out, of the, out of the starting gate, they're going to need to attack you. They're going to need to start breaking yeah. things. And the fact that they're probably going to need to declare both conflicts. You use both conflict. They attack with both conflicts, and you just take another honor from them. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, the pacifist philosopher. Some decks I know. Some decks are running pacifist philosophers, and that's basically the same thing as the mediator of hostilities, except with fate. Mm. So, uh, so that's one deck. The other deck is running is uh, out of IMS. Is running uh, what is this? It's running um, secluded shrine with solemn scholar. Okay, what does that one do? I haven't seen that. Well, one. Well, use a secluded shrine to. Act as it quote unquote act as if you claim the earth ring. Uh-huh. And use Psalm Scholar to bow every single attacker. Okay. Well, I mean Psalm Scholar's been around for a while and it's um yeah. like I I sure it's annoying, but it's uh some of the decks tend to go wide now. Mm-hmm. Or at least wide enough. And I don't know if they there's enough Solemn Scholars to really keep doing that. I mean, I see Solemn Scholar plus um what am I thinking of? I guess I'm not thinking of anything. The more I'm trying to think of what I'm uh, about that train of thought, the more it's leaving my head. Oh my goodness! Well, uh, there's also, it's yeah, also okay, it's I know gone. it's Ooh. running inspired visionary. Also, mm. uh, retired to the brotherhood has been a big game changer for Phoenix. Basically, they just don't put oh Earth becomes sky. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's what I was thinking. The the card that will like I'm gonna buy you and I'm gonna make sure you're bowed. Yeah, uh, that's a big thing out of Phoenix. It is. Uh, but Phoenix is not actually not running that. <laughs> the two yeah. decks that I've seen, the two the the IMS decks is uh, is running Seeker Void or Se- uh, Keeper Air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I've seen most of them is the whether we're yeah this middle deck that we're talking about the designer one. I've seen that the most, and it seems to be the one that they are putting the most 
value behind well you're a phoenix player air quotes uh, yeah air quote big air quotes but i mean i see value in all three decks i see how all three decks can work it's it's like um i but the thing is like i've always maintained that phoenix was better at dishonor than scorpion it's just that scorpion was just more efficient at it because we actually had more cards out of dynasty side (laughs) wait 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 the the the, to find that sentence that you just said, okay. we are better than Scorpion, they're more efficient. If they're more efficient, then does that de facto make them better? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, but okay, here, here, hear, hear me out. There are. I, I know English is not your first language, Cyber. Come on. <laughs> okay, hear me out. I believe that there are car- that a Phoenix's dishonor cards are a little are more hmm. powerful. Display of power is a big thing. The fact that you know Scorpion's using it is kind of like a little bit of a testament to that. Display of power mm. is a big thing. We got cards like Meddling Mediator, cards like uh, uh, let me just pull up the core uh, because there was there was a bunch of cards in core that really helped Phoenix with the Dishonor game, right? Mm. I mean, and we got that uh, fearsome Mystic that during an air conflict she gets plus X glory and anyone that. And um, as long as she has, and if there's more standing glory on your side, you basically strip everyone on the other side of fate. Mm. So that was, you know, it was just the fact that she sometimes could not get her ability to go off. It's Phoenix got a better dishonor, got better dishonor tool, but Scorpion has more efficient dishonor tool. I mean, they have a card that basically says during a conflict, straight up dishonor somebody. Whereas Phoenix is like, if you win a conflict, you get to dishonor somebody. If you, if some, if your opponent declares two attacks against you, you steal one honor. That kind of deal. It's it's like it's it's it's. it's, I I believe it's more. It's been okay. (laughs) I I feel it's a little bit more powerful effect. It's just not as efficient. I I don't know. Yeah, the only, the only point I'm making is, is like in card games, like efficiency equals power. You know, this is a game of if, uh, value and synergies. So if you're telling me like one clan is more efficient, you're basically telling me that they're more powerful. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's not to say that you know Phoenix does have a dishonor game. I mean they've all. I mean <clears throat> dishonor Phoenix out of IMS has been running around since like you know core. Hmm. Yeah, like if you show me a character. That has plus fifteen force on it right now, and I look at them. I'm like, "Well, do they have any event protection?" And you say no, and I hit them with a force shame, and they bow. Who's more powerful? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that's some navel gazing at Phoenix. Who yes. else we got left from this? We got list? next is Scorpion. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Scorpion. How did you start with, with this one? Yeah, they, they, they. I feel like they've taken a hit, and I play. I play yeah. a decent amount of Scorpion. I feel like they've taken a kind of a, a sizable hit. They've yeah. um, with the loss. It's more of the fact of the loss of duty. It's uh, are they still dishonoring people? Yeah, but um, they've taken a hit in two front that everyone else also got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got more tools coming. Uh, like uh, Unicorn. I'm sorry, not Unicorn. Uh, Lion. They're gaining honor at a faster rate than Scorpion's able to drain honor right now. So I gotta yeah. play. I gotta. I gotta start playing their game and break stuff. But it's also kind of hard for me to break stuff because I'm Scorpion, right? Sure. Duty is a thing. Duty not being uh, indexed is a thing. It hurts. Um, <clears throat> Forge. E- we're still having to play Forge Edict. Uh, we're consistently at lower honor, so our box stays on longer. If that helps, but right now it's not really helping all that much. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing you. Yeah, I'm hearing you. But uh, and then yeah, it's just uh, we're, there's you know people are still tra- are running are trying a Kyun Bayushi, and which is to up the uh, up the uh, conquest side, which appears to be working. And uh, there are people that's running Seven Sin Keep, just so they can have uh, you know cards like so they can have Forge Edict. Well, obviously, people are going to be experimenting right now, because as we just said, this is like weird experiment with everything kind of meta time. Um, And I can't really speak too much since I have not played against Scorpion a whole lot uh, since the last time we recorded. How I will say is a lot of the info I'm getting at, some people I really trust in the game, they've been telling me that like uh, Scorpion has been essentially unchanged um, 
maybe slightly buffed because they got the uh, the province, the secret cash off the restricted list. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, they lost the, the what do you call it, the forged edict. But a lot of people are just like slotting that in with um, three copies of censure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're replacing the duty with one copy of the card that lets them do an extra mil- uh, military or a p- political attack. Yep. Um, and largely they're unchanged. I mean, you can still run the stronghold. Uh, and as I told Tyler during the interview last week, it's like, hey, the guy who got uh, second place at Worlds last year wasn't even running City of the Open Hand, and that deck didn't have access to Soshu or the the Manipulator, who's mm-hmm. like, just like cycle three cards and stuff. They still have all their toys, and also they just got the, well, their, their strongest province back. So maybe they've actually been uh, effectively bought. I, I still I'm don't, sure. honestly, I honestly still don't see it. Uh, I It does feel, it, it feels in a weird, Scorpion feels weird to me right now. I mean, I'm sure there's something like, to figure out for some players i know that a lot of people were using duty as a crutch mm-hmm. because you know scorpion to get city open hand down they had a scorpion would have to get their own honor down and most of the cards just naturally got their honor down anyway and then, you know to get the bayushi manipulator mm-hmm. uh to uh get all that sweet sweet card draw i need to get down to six or less honor anyway um and so it'd be one of the most frustrating things about scorpion was you can go in and try to out dishonor them which is how uh eric was able to beat uh shen at the uh, worlds two years ago just like beat them at their own game because they do half the job for you mm-hmm. uh they couldn't do that because duty was floating around yeah uh so now they're they are more vulnerable in that aspect but on the whole um I think they're still like the tier one threat to deal with. Okay. I mean, again, I have not played, so I'm, this is you know I'm taking your word versus other people's words, uh, you know. I, and other people's word is like uh, the aforementioned Daidoji Eric, yeah. <laughs> Eric Balus has been telling me this. So yeah, you versus the Shogun. Me you know, versus who, the Shogun. Who, 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 listen to the Shogun because look, I don't play <laughs> online as much as I want to because like you know it, during my free time, it's like I'm also running a Vampire the Masquerade campaign. Uh, I'm also mm. running uh, two L5R games right now on using Roll20. Uh, these are RPGs. Mm. And uh, also, I'm cooking a lot and having to go outside and go shopping and, you know, sneaking into trails. When <laughs> I don't have time to, to worry about Scorpion. <laughs> it's not so much that I don't have time. It's like I really do because, you know, it was like my, my joke was if I really care about story is like if, if I care, if I, I play Phoenix for fun. Right, mm. but if I actually want to win a tournament, I'll play Scorpion. <laughs> so, I mean, there, it goes back to that classic thing that's most prevalent in this game, more so than most, if but not all other games out there, is clan loyalty versus the desire to win. Like, yeah. I'm a crane loyalist. I would love to win an event. I am not willing to stop playing Crane in my pursuit to win that much. So can it really be said that winning is that high of a priority to me when I will when I refuse to not play anything but Crane? Look, um, there's just some... To me, it's like, you know, my, my ultimate loyalty is to promos. Like, I've, I've mentioned this many, many times. Like my, <laughs> That's why I judge and don't actually play. <laughs> that too. My ultimate loyalty is to promos. And uh, I, I'm just going to say, look, you know, ever since FFG started giving out scrolls instead of, you know, just the acrylic little acrylic plastic with the nice art on it, I've started mm-hmm. caring more about trophies and winning. Oh jeez, <laughs> and uh, th- those th- that honor dial th- with that sweet, sweet of uh, embrace death art. Yeah, it, it's I wanted it, and I would. Damn, oh my god, you should have asked. Uh, ask you should talk to next time you see him. You should ask Edward Kim about how salty I was when I when I realized my f ups in the game oh, in geez. the final games at. Uh, uh, for at store championship because I was just so salty that I had to play Scorpion another day at another tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was um yeah. I play Scorpion to win. I don't play Scorpion for flavor. It does I do care a little bit about what happens to Scorpion because that's kinda like my clutch win clan. Yeah. Uh, I mean everyone plays Scorpion to win. I've seen people accidentally win events with freaking Scorpion. <laughs> how do you accidentally win an event? 
Or not accidentally went just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to grab Scorpion and see what I can do. It's like, oh, I won the whole freaking thing. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay. Like I think well, uh, at uh, Worlds, not either, not last year, but two years ago, uh, Max and I want to say Mark Armitage on a lark after playing a bunch of games all day, they just swapped decks and then hopped into the, to the uh, proving grounds. And I think Max went five zero mm-hmm. really fast. With like, oh yeah, Scorpion is just ridiculous. <laughs> mm. Okay then. All right. Uh, but so are we on the last claim? We, the, our unicorn. Uh, we are on unicorn, which I. I'll be honest, I haven't played much Unicorn. I haven't even touched up I haven't looked at updating my Unicorn deck yet. Oh darn, I was hoping you had something. I, I haven't seen <laughs> a whole lot of unicorns either. I haven't seen and I haven't played a lot of unicorns online. I think they're still just on tower. I mean, so, I mean, there's... we have the situation, and I'm actually, I'm super biased because I've been ranting for the last uh, three or four months now about how I am personally not having issue with these towers, but I've got like reasons for that. Um, and of the two towers, Unicorn has been decided to be the weaker of the two, even though they can get some of those rounds where they get the uh, uh, what's her name, Tetsuko or whatever, the lady who could like mm-hmm. if she's attacking you, you it, she adds a money cost to every action yeah. you want to do. Uh, that could be really oppressive. But generally speaking, it's considered the lesser, lesser of the two towers. It, and now that Spyglass is gone, I don't know. Like, as I was saying before, Honor to fill in that gap has morphed into a tower slash honor oh. hybrid for the most part. And certain builds lean more one way or another, depending on their flavor. Uh, I don't know what Unicorn is doing. I haven't seen too many. Or to be fair, I, I've seen Unicorns. I If I beat them, I don't see anything like too special that they're doing. It's not sticking in my memory a whole lot. I can't remember anything special that the Unicorn are doing right now. Okay, so um, actually I, I, f- I found a deck list. This is uh, by Christian. Um, he said he was top 16 at the London Legion tournament. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm guessing this is uh, Christian n the the one that uh, the guy that um was uh second place at pax unplugged they got runner up at pax unplugged okay um and he's running shiro shinjo okay uh looks like okay his deck strategy is <laughs> just send me the list yeah <laughs> internet man internet right 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 there we go all right let's see what the unicorn are doing <laughs> discovering meta's live on air because we've gotten there's nothing else going on, people. Really, there's nothing else. I mean, I, I I could try sticking back on the trail, but you know. <laughs> All right, so I, I quickly squ- scroll down here, and I'm seeing Scorpion cards as the splash of yes. Us. Already, I have many questions. Two calling in favors and three Forge edicts. Okay. Um. So, and considering that Forge edict is now a oh no, it's always been it's been a restricted card. So yeah. Never mind. I was about to say something completely crazy. This is the restricted. That's the restricted card. It's also running Seeker, which is also running Chasing the Sun. So I guess this this deck looks like it's flipping provinces left and right. I mean, that's what you want to do with uh, Sh- Shiro Shinjo. Yeah. To get money out of it, which I imagine is easy to do with so many eminent permi- uh, 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 provinces running around right now. Yeah, it's also running Swift Magistrate, which if you fate your character, they don't count during the conflict. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking through here and I'm seeing like a scorpion. That's surprising. I'm not seeing anything too crazy. So yeah, you get your tools to act, get the most money out of Shiro Shinjo. Hopefully, you get it like at full cost by round two. Mm-hmm. And then like, yep, yeah, we're just gonna military attack until we can't do it anymore. Yep. So I think that I'm not seeing anything too crazy out of here. No, it's definitely not a tower deck. It's not a tower deck. It's a standard. Have I, I mean the great thing about this is they'll have a lot of fate for it. Yeah, as far as that we were talking, we were just mentioning uh, scouted as, terrain. That's what it is. Okay, it's running ooh, three scouted whatever. terrains. Scouted yeah, terrain, right. four cost event card, uh, void roll only. That's why it's running seeker void. Um, during the conflict phase, choose an opponent. If that opponent controls at least four face up provinces, you may attack that province that that player's stronghold this phase. Oh, so it's just going straight for the stronghold. Yep. Then. Probably around turn two or something. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's something. Yeah, it's definitely something. Uh, so that's it, also it. it I, I it, it's I don't know if it, if it it's good for me, bad for them. So once again, we have a very expensive event 
that unicorn are kind of relying on, which has been one of the reasons why this is one of the reasons why Blake out on Scorpion or on uh, Unicorn so often is because um, I can just cancel their big event. Like before, I just cancel the cavalry reserves and mm-hmm. the deck just falls apart. Now, if I just cancel the scout of terrain, that's uh, <laughs> for fate and one of their vital win cards, and they're done. And what are they going to do from that? Nothing. That's yeah, what. but here's oh okay. My thing here's here's what I'm looking. They're running about Ashura Shinjo. They really care about the fate mm. that much. I mean, you're running out of Ashura Shinjo because you want them. Yeah, you want the fate. For... So it's like <laughs> if that fizzles, they can't go ahead and they can't go ahead and just defend, hold you off, and then next round they generate three, even more three, fate and play another never yield. A three. Uh, three I'm sorry. Windswept worse and stuff. Um, yeah, but keep in mind that um, unicorn. Not just for me, but for almost anyone, they can't defend. So usually with most clans, if you like, you just defend the unicorn Ooh. rush one solid time. Uh, they just like are completely wide open. You could probably finish them off right there. Yeah. So I'm also seeing. Okay. This. Okay. The deck is starting to make sense now. Scouted terrain doesn't have to be played at the start of the uh, of the conflict phase. Yeah. No. no it could be played it at any time during the conflict phase, and there's also forge edicts. Yeah, for, and the four edicts I would imagine are there explicitly to stop uh, a scorpion or a crane trying to counter their big play. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how many. I don't. I'm not familiar enough with the unicorn cards. I'm wondering like how many of these cards are actually courtiers so they can play. Or do you need, you need a courtier to play? Yeah, they're. Yeah, you need a courtier to play. You need a courtier. So, so they got merchant of curiosities, some... the mediator, as well as waystation trader, as courtiers. Yeah. We got a few. I, if I was them, I'd probably put a few more in. But uh, some, I know they have some uh, a uh, conflict courtiers they could have put in to make it a little bit more reliable. I don't know. There is, you but know, it's not. She's not good, and she costs three. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be doing a whole lot of stuff trying to get the strategy up. And you know, they got a, a, a respectable showing at this event, so they did. It must be something good. Yeah. But, um, um, but again, Christian is also a. Christian's a very good player, too, so there's that. Oh, I have no doubt. This is also a thing where I'm talking about where def- certain clans and their uh, how well they're doing in this meta is very dependent on who they're up against. Me as a crane, I don't care about this deck at all and stuff. If I am a crab, I'm much more worried about this deck, you know, <laughs> because it t- a crab takes a couple of rounds for them to set up, and they don't have the tools to be able to stop this at turn two. Right. Hmm. Okay, then. All right. That is all the clans, right? Yeah, that's our, that's our, literally our, 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 our <laughs> armchair <laughs> opinion, just kind of like navel gazing and think of what we're doing, you know? Um, it's very exciting. Like, every time I sit down and play a game on Jagoku, I never know what I'm going to come across. And that's very fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. And ever even like so, most clans I'm finding like as what a top deck is isn't necessarily set in stone. So you're seeing a lot of personal deviations. Even when it was like, so I've got my like crane decks that I'm testing around in, right? right? But I've also got the decks that like, okay, if I'm going to go seriously to an event, here's my deck, and that deck for me looks different than a lot of other people. Even amongst like the top ranked cranes and stuff, they're all running slightly different things. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, it's like a lot of people are playing it, what I do see at tournaments. It's like you, you get, you get, you get the standard types of decks, right? Everyone is playing. Mm. Everyone's pretty much playing like the, what what's considered the meta. You got a few outliers here trying to do their own stuff, like an auto run Phoenix or whatever, mm. right? But yeah. those every everyone that's playing the meta, it's like there's like one or two card deviation, and it may just be a one or two cards, but it's like. It's what they like. It's what they are relying on, or it's it's that surprise factor. I'm not sure me. Sure. Then I'm just playing straight meta. There's there's also <clears throat> like we're just the game is. I'm not gonna say just now. It's actually been a little bit now, but uh, for the longest time, the game's been a state where the the card pool was not big enough mm-hmm. to of of like viable cards and viable strategies. It was either you're playing your deck's tier one option or you just 
screwing around with some weird personal jank that might get you some cute little cutesy wins, but it's not actually going to take you very far right. at all and stuff. Now we're seeing some truly diverse things where, you know, my Phoenix deck and your Phoenix deck might look very differently and both be equally uh, as viable. Yeah. So that's enjoyable. And I think, like, there's more, and we're in this, you know, this lockdown thing. Everyone's experimenting. There's more things to find. Many strategies are weird sub-tier jank until f someone finds the the magic sauce to like really make it work and stuff. Now's the time to kind of like find some of the stuff that w what we have already. You yeah, know? it's kind of like uh, the tower deck. It started out with uh, with a couple unicorn players going like, "Hey, what if we just don't? What if we can just bring people in and ready them?" And it's then like, Lion... Hey, Spyglass is our card. Why can't we use it? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lion was like, hey, Phantom Command, that's our card. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then it kind of snowballs. It snowballed from there. I think it is very telling that both the, the Lion um, Tower deck and the Unicorn Tower deck are actually just like about half a dozen of the same exact cards and then just you, like either some lion or unicorn BS around it. You really have no idea how true that is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, let's see. That is uh, it for me. Any final shots you have, sir, as we wrap this up? You know, like I said, short episode, even though I'm kind of looking at the timer, it still says it's like over an hour because, you know, we can ramble about anything yeah and i'm pretty sure time. like you know a good 15 minutes of this will end up on the cutting room floor anyway so no um song keeps big... trying to or because cbass keeps cutting out all my brilliant content i you're right brilliant well well yes we'll call it that and my glorious voice too <sighs> anyway Anyway, uh, big, I guess the only shout-out I really have is just uh, to everyone that's plugging along on Jigoku. Thanks for, um, you know, and all the devs on Jigoku. Thanks for uh, keeping the uh, the game alive on there, online at least. And, um, you know, even bigger shout-out for me if you can get Skirmish working properly on Jigoku. Hint, hint. Yeah, if you guys want to see me completely beat the pants off a of SAR on his own, you can go to his uh, uh, Twitch channel, look at the archives to see me on It's on YouTube now. In our skirmish game. Oh, on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's even easier for you to find. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, so and that is it from me. Any more shout outs from you? Let's see. I will give, uh, give a shout out to my favorite judge out there. Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, giving me all sorts of nightmares as a young child. <laughs> you remember me, Eddie? Oh, God. <laughs> I killed your brother, and I sounded just like this. Wow. Okay. Um, I have nothing. I got nothing. Listen to our sister he, podcast. He killed a shoe the of acid. That was terrifying. <laughs> I just watched a shoe creature melt. That was so sad. <laughs> Listen to our sister podcast, the Court Games RPG podcast. They, I'm pretty sure, as uh, they are scrambling to get uh, to get uh, everything that was just released today out to you. with a roller. <laughs> be sure to follow. Uh, be sure to support Seabass's Patreon. So you know, as he does a lot to keep the server going, the website, and uh, doing all these giveaways that Trevor never wins. I'm I'm a winner on the inside. <laughs> I believe in me. Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, yeah, so other than that, I hope you guys you guys have a great week out there. Wash your hands. Um, it's been this is Czar, and I'm signing off. Sidar, everyone.